Anything Combat with Johnny K. Well, it's Anything Combat, though. Welcome back, combatants, to the Anything Combat show, where we discuss everything mixed martial arts. I'm your host, Johnny K, and today we're joined by Muay Thai enthusiast, fighter, legend, Tony M.A.A. His full name is like Thorgils Eder. Let's see if that's good. Tony, what do you think? Yeah, it's close enough, huh? <laughs> So your permanent residence, you're in Thailand right now. Um, Are you in Thailand? Yeah, I'm in Thailand right now. How often do you go to Iceland? I believe that's where you're from, no? Yeah, just anytime I can, really. Um, Like, I'm planning on going back again next year, but so far, uh, like, nothing's been, like, set down. Like, nothing solid. What can you tell us about your most recent fight that happened last night? Uh, that happened, like, uh, well, I got knocked out. I got uh, caught with a pretty big elbow. Uh, and a couple of them, as you might see on my face right here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, was, that, was that last night or a couple, couple of days before? It was, uh, it was a couple, couple of days ago. It's been like three days now. Yeah, so still a, bit, still a bit swollen, still a bit <laughs> messed up, but that's the name of the game. Did you, did, you feel, did you feel switched on during the fight, or did you feel like something was wrong? Felt pretty switched on, you know. Fought a really skilled, talented fighter, you know, with way more experience. <laughs> but, you know, I guess I just need to train harder, and there's just some holes in my game that I need to work on. When did uh, people start calling you Tony? Uh, it happened here in Thailand, actually. <laughs> I was, uh, it was when we first arrived, it was, uh, me and my friend Ayo and my wife Clara and I went to get a tattoo and they decided to go to this bar in the meantime. And so when I got there, they were uh, pretty, had a couple of drinks already, everyone pretty drunk, you know, and uh, they're trying to like explain my name to the, to the bartender and she's just not getting it. I'm trying to go, go with, uh, Thorkils, you know, but, and I'm, Saying like, oh yeah, my name is Thorkill. She's like, what? You know, it just keeps going, what, what? And then I try to spell it out. I try to make it simple by turning the first letter in my name into like a TH. Like, so I'm like, Thorkills. And she's like, ah, all right, Tony. I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I did. And then she's like, yeah, 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 you're Tony. And a drunk mate thought it was so funny that he just kept calling me Tony. And then once we got here, uh, they told uh, Pascal about it and when I arrived at the gym everybody already <laughs> knew me as Tony so it was uh, pretty much just got stuck everyone's like hey Tony you're Tony right I'm like oh fuck you know so that's super left versus Rod Towel Jit one what do you think about this fight how do you think the styles match up and who do you have winning this one super left versus Rod Tang that's a good question man good question Rotang, you know, he's a tank. Everybody knows that guy's a tank. He like, so I think he's gonna be difficult to deal with. And then you got Super Leg and his super heavy kicks, man. But well, these ties, Thai guys, been training for such a long time. I don't know if like these big heavy kicks are gonna be bothering Rotang at all. So maybe, we'll, guess we'll just have to see. Can you pick one or no? I'll probably go for. Super like, I don't know, I like his style a little bit more. I don't know, he's just kind of on the rise at the moment, you know, he's like sharp, his kicks are devastating, you know, his technique is amazing, 
I don't know. I think it's just like time for someone to to step in. You know, so, to be honest, you know, Rotang's been in the top, top of the game for a long time. I don't know. That's why I would pick Super League. You know, it's pretty much just his composure, his technique in the last fights. It's really like amazing to watch. Recently viewed Super League versus Jonathan Haggerty. Have you gotten a chance to watch that fight? Do you think that fight is uh, telling with uh, Super League skill level? I haven't really gotten around to it either. I like to watch any of the fights back. I'm just like kind of in my own do all thing right now. <laughs> I've got a question for you about MMA. So, what's your jiu-jitsu wrestling like? I've never really, I never really gotten into it. I, uh, I, I think I trained a little bit like Brazilian jiu-jitsu, like back back in Iceland, but I never like really got anywhere with it. I just I started off actually in jiu-jitsu, and then I saw the Muay Thai classes happening at the gym, and I kind of just <laughs> took a turn over, you know, and just went into the Muay Thai when I started out. Yeah, definitely. What do you think about striking sports that don't require gloves at PKFC, like their knuckle boxing and left weight? Would you ever compete in sports like that? What do you think about them? I, I would love to do it maybe once, you know. I, I like to have gloves, but I think, like, I don't know, maybe fighting once without them would be just, just for the experience. would be fun. be interesting to see. But, yeah, I think so. But if if I were to do that, I would probably have to like strengthen my knuckles a lot, like grab, do some old school like pinching sand and stuff. Like I don't know, hitting a bucket of sand just to get ready a little bit. Do you ever do that with rice? Yeah, probably, man. It'd be, it'd be a really smart idea. But I would just rather go to the beach, pick out sand, and eat the rice. You know. <laughs> oh, what would you say is the best Muay Thai division right now? I'll let weight class. Um, probably like the lower weights, like uh, not my weights. I would I would go for like somewhere between sixty, sixty-seven kilos, like in that range. You got probably what, what the best like uh, division, like best fighters. I mean, that's where you got like right Liam Harrison, and you got uh, Jonathan Haggerty, you got Rock Tang, you got all these like top level athletes I would say 70 like because of Superman but he's really just fighting kickboxing so what do you see where are you located right now in Thailand uh, it's a small island uh, it's called Koh Phangan it's if you heard about the full moon party it's like that island it's like alright so there's like this big ass party that happens on the other side of the island once a month I think it's like over a hundred thousand people that show up every time, but I just like it here because it's it's next to Samui, right? So it's just like this small, peaceful, quiet little island, you know. And I'm not much of a a city like a city boy, you know. I like the uh, more calm places, calm uh, atmosphere, you know. Being raised in Iceland at all, it's like we don't really have a city over there, so over here it kind of fits nicely you know who's your favorite god from north mythology and where were you born in i uh my favorite god from north mythology that would probably be uh teeth the god of war like the the god of war in north mythology he's like really tall is he not 
yeah, I think so. He was tall. He was a. Um, he's like a. He only got one arm. Like in, in most of the stories, they even have this letter over here. This one that I got on the middle of my chest is like a teach letter. They make it in two ways. They have it like with one coming down or with two representing before and and after like he lost his arm. But um, in Iceland, I was born in uh, Reykjavik, just the capital. Uh, and it's pretty normal, normal because I think it's like most people are born there. It's like 70% of the population lives in that like capital area. The rest is just kind of scattered out the country. So how many boxing fights have you had? I only got one boxing fight. Uh, <laughs> I only fought once in boxing. It was, uh, I've been, I've been training Muay Thai for a while and my coach at the time, he, he comes up to me and he's like, Hey man, you want to fight? I'm like, hell yeah, I want to fight. I want to, I want to get into this, you know? So I thought he meant Muay Thai, you know? So I'm like, all right. So, okay, I keep on showing up to training and a couple of days later I go like, all right, so when am I fighting? He's like, yeah, 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 you're fighting Saturday. I'm like, all right, Saturday. I'm like, all right, don't, don't we got to get tickets? And he's like, tickets, what do you mean? I mean, tickets, man, we can't fight Muay Thai in Iceland. Where, where are we going? Where are we fighting? He's like, no, man, you're fighting boxing. Like, Wait a minute, but I've never trained boxing. He's like, ah, it doesn't matter, you know, just, just don't kick, all right? <laughs> so... Yeah, that was on Wednesday, no, like Tuesday, and I was fighting on Saturday, never joined the boxing class in my life. Um, so I decided to uh, just go for it, you know, and all right, let's 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 do a boxing match, you know. I'm a terrible boxer to begin with, you know. I've always been more into kicking, growing up with like a Taekwondo background and stuff. And so I like uh, just went for it, you know. I fought this other other guy. He's a talented, talented martial artist. You know, he's really good as well. Uh, back in Iceland, really good guy. Uh, he's a mixed martial artist, so he does MMA, like grappling and kickboxing and stuff. So they just decided to like take one Muay Thai guy, one MMA guy, and just match him up for for boxing. See what happens. <laughs> that was an interesting experience, but I won. You know, on points though, but. It was an interesting experience. First time ever, full contact, you know. Would you ever do a boxing match again? Yeah, actually I would. You know, I really enjoy the sport of boxing. I think it's a beautiful sport, you know. I like it, all the hat movements and, you know, the shelling up. It's such a science. It's such a, like, threading needles, you know. You, you got all that hat movement going. You got all those ducks and slips and shit you can't really get away with in Muay Thai. But I think it's like a cool sport, like a really interesting sport. And I do like to do a lot of boxing like now. Um, I have a friend that lives in Australia. He pops by here sometimes and he's a, a boxer in Australia. He was just uh, competing for the Golden Gloves, like the amateur tournament, got and got second place there. Uh, a really good boxer. He used to train, he's Icelandic as well, but he... Did the same thing, but went to Australia to pursue his career in boxing, like I did here in Thailand with my Muay Thai. And he likes to come come for a visit. He loves this island as well. So every time he's here, we do a little, little bit of boxing. You know, just a couple of trainings a week. Just only only Western boxing. You know, 
who's a fighter, Thai style or kickboxing, that has influenced your style? And who would you say is your favorite fighter of all time? Well, let's start with uh, an inf- like what influenced my style. I would probably say that's Pascal. You know, I train with him a lot. You know, and his like style has kind of started to like rub off on me. You know, but uh, but he's got like a kind of a kickboxing style. But I try to try to maintain a little bit more typical like Thai style. But um, I don't know. I just like to. Yeah, I would probably say him, you know, like most of my things would probably come from him and just from like my, my old coach, uh, my old coach back in Iceland. So, uh, but like fi- favorite fighters that I like to watch, that I like to try and copy a little bit. Uh, I got a little bit like uh, obsessed with, uh, what's this, what's, what's this guy, this heavyweight guy, uh, Nathan Corbett. For a time, you know, yeah, I liked his style because of his just—it's brutal. It's so many elbows, like everything kind of for him revolves around elbows, and I really like like to throw elbows and kind of like try to go forward, you know, like pressure. But I think I might actually be changing that up now since it didn't go so well the last time, as you might see. <laughs> so I think I might try to keep a little bit more more distance and it kind of goes back and forth you know sometimes uh like i like to watch more kickboxing i like to focus more on the like kickboxing aspect there's like a couple of uh like pascal for example his kickboxing is amazing his timing is so on point it's really really annoying to spar with and then i've been watching a lot of lately like uh some K1 fighters and stuff, and I really got intrigued by uh, this uh, K1 fighter, uh, Noidi, Noidi Masaki, this Japanese kickboxer. He knocked out, uh, what's his name, Askarov, uh, not so long ago. Uh, it... What do you think about, um, I don't think he was in K1, I don't know what promotion he was in, but he's one of my favorite kickboxers, Takuru. Uh, one championship just bought him. What do you think about him going into the kickboxing divisions of one champ? Do you think that he will do well, or do you think that the guys at the top of one championship's division are a little bit too um, awful for him? Did you say his name was again? Takuru. Number he's number three he's number three pound for pound in kickboxing uh, rankings in the world right now. Ah uh, yeah, well, I think he's gonna do good to be honest. I mean, <laughs> do you know him? Not really, no. <laughs> Tony, I saw you doing mobility drills on Instagram. What's one piece of mobility that people are neglecting that you um like seek to correct in your mobility? Um, just their hips, dude. Everybody in the Western world neglects their hips like way too much, man. Like, you gotta move these fuckers around, like, if you want to stay mobile. Because you got, you got people my age who've been like literally doing nothing but sitting in chairs or cars or for like past fifteen years or even more, you know. And I think 
just moving your hips around, you know, sitting in different positions, like instead of like using a chair, I don't know, get one of those futon cushions, you know, Japanese head where they sit like cross leg, you can like switch over to your knees and just like switching your position really is, is key to like improving your hip mobility, like, and also like with stiff hips, you know, there's a lot of tendency that people get like lower back problems and, and all sorts of like, uh, problems around that. So I think, you know, just, just simply like sitting on the floor instead of sitting in a chair is one of the best things you probably do for your hips, just changing positions. Do you speak Thai? Uh, no, not so good. Um, I can like get by and order food, but or like ask directions. But other than that, and most people here just speak uh, English really. And I've been trying to learn Thai, you know, just kind of on my own, but it's like all the tonal differences that mess me up, you know. It's like you can say ma and it means come, and if you say ah, it in a different way, it means dog or horse or something, you know. So you're like, oh shit, <laughs> trying to just follow along. You might be trying to sell, tell someone to come and you're just calling him a dog, you know. It's like it messes me up, total differences. What is your favorite elbow variation? Uh, my favorite is the upwards, like elbow. It's kind of like a forward motion elbow. It's not really an up kind of elbow. It's more like a same as a cross where you get pop your elbow kind of forward. But yeah, that would definitely be my favorite. I love that one. When you when you do that elbow, you're not um, doing like the tomahawk. It's not like a down motion. It's more of like a forward motion. Do you try and get the elbow to go up as you're doing it, like up, or are you just trying to catch them as like a punch? More like a punch, like more like a, a straight right. For example, you throw a left hook, and then as you move to the side, you can just follow it, like shooting it straight from the hip and just boom, forward. Usually, like, if you got someone who puts up a high guard, you know, you manage to, like, kind of crack it underneath the guard as well. Or if there's a double guard, you're going to spear right through it because it's, even if it's really tight, it's just going to fall through. How often do you throw that? Uh, I've probably thrown it in, like, most of my fights. Like, uh, my first fight here in Thailand, I did a, a left one and managed to knock my opponent down, like, in the first round. And after that, it was kind of over. Um, second fight, I did the same thing. Uh, like, fake, fake the teeps to get the, like, hands out of the way a little bit, and then same thing. And I managed to cut that guy's eyebrow up a little bit. And then after that, I just went all elbows I could think of, you know, pretty much. Um, another fight, I did exactly that. Thing I told you that left hook right up elbow did that twice in a row managed to get my opponent give my opponent uh, a couple of stitches up his forehead and knock him down uh, not the fight now but the one before that I did it as well and that was a uh, resulted in a knockout so I would probably say it's one of my favorites and I try to go for it if I can you know if I see the opening every time 
what martial art like competition is illegal in Iceland. I saw that you messaged me about that. I did not know that MMA and stuff was uh, like illegal in Iceland. So the thing about Iceland and martial arts is like, uh, like you can fight Taekwondo, like point fighting. You can fight boxing and you can to fight like Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and, and stuff like that. But, uh, I don't really know why it's illegal, but you can't like, there's no MMA competitions. There's no Muay Thai competitions, no kickboxing, nothing that involves like heavy, like uh, full contact, like hits to the head and, and stuff like that. I'm not really sure if it's because it's too brutal or just because we're such a small country and we don't really have any like committee or so around it. So it hasn't just uh, started yet, but I think like now martial arts are going up and up and up in Iceland. So I think maybe soon there might be uh, some changes in that uh, aspect that kickboxing, Muay Thai or, or even MMA might start to become like more of a thing and hopefully you know sometime close in the future they're going to be able to have some tournaments and championships and whatever like happening in Iceland then it would be really really nice to be kind of one of the first people to to actually take part in that to be a part of that revolution you would say <laughs> in Iceland is Gunnar Nelson from Iceland or is he from somewhere else oh, he's Icelandic yeah he trains in a gym called Mjölnir, which is the name of Thor's uh, hammer. It's a nice gym, you know. It's a MMA gym. And uh, I haven't talked to the guy much, you know. I've met him a couple of times, but he seems like a super nice, humble, humble guy, you know. I've seen him a couple of times, and all of these times I haven't heard it. He hasn't talked much, you know, just like kind of keeps to himself, you know. What I've seen of him. But a couple of my friends like train in Mjölnir and train with him. They say he's a chill, like super chill, nice dude to train with and stuff. So yeah, he's he's good, man. Really good at what he does. <laughs> yeah, we got a we got our own language. It used to be like if you go to Norway and you speak Icelandic. Well, what I noticed there when uh, some of my family members used to live in Norway and I went there and we were speaking uh, Icelandic, then people would come up to us and say, oh, you're speaking old, old Norwegian. Like the older people, like 70 plus year olds, they would be like, oh, you guys speak old Norwegian. And we're like, uh, yeah, it's Icelandic actually. But and they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they would switch and start to speak old Norwegian. So it used to be it's the same language they spoke like thousands of years ago, like in Norway, Sweden, you know, in Scandinavia. But I think because Iceland is such a small, closed off island, like in the middle of nowhere, that we didn't get influenced as much by uh, other languages. So it just kind of stayed the same. We can what weight do you count? Me? Uh, I fight 72. Point five, and I usually walk around like 77, 78, 76, 
like depends on the day so it's not much more than like four or five kilos maximum if, if you don't mind but yeah it's like so where were we with that yeah icelandic it's a really old language spoken by really really few people um so it's safe to say like no matter where you're at if you speak icelandic nobody's gonna understand you it's just like me and my wife we talk shit all the time you know and it's it's fun you know <laughs> because no one no one knows what you say yeah i think Icelandic, um, icelandic's a pretty safe bet it's where like less than half a million people you know so my next question to you is how hard do you spar in your training mm, most of the time not really hard you know just like uh just like tapping touchy feely you know it's like just like 20 percent, maybe maximum most of the time like yeah 20 30 percent. but every now and then you know when i uh, spar with the boss or sometimes we like to push it a little bit further go a little bit harder you know just when some of us get it depends you know most of the time i would say 20 30 percent maximum but we tend to go all the way up to like i don't know 60 70 sometimes my next question for you is have you ever fought someone that you thought might have been on steroids uh, on steroids no i don't think no i don't think so uh, no I'm going to, I'm maybe, maybe I'm going to ask you another prediction question. Massive fight to one chai versus super bond. What do you think about the styles of this match? And who do you have winning? I want to go with super bond. I like super bond. I met the guy. I've sparred with him. I've trained with him. He's a, he's a, he's a really, really nice guy. You know, I'm a humble dude. So, um, and his style is like, he's phenomenal, you know, he's on another level. The way he can like read you is incredible. And he's, he's an incredible fighter. I think like if he's putting in the work and is on, on point with his training and stuff, I think there's nothing going to stop that guy, you know, to be honest. So I would say, so when he and uh, no, I just met, uh, uh, trainer gay. Like PK, that. Oh, let's see. Yeah, I, I know him. He's very funny. He's very funny. I don't know how to say his uh his name. I believe, I believe his name's something completely different from what his trainer name is. But I guess he just goes by that nickname now. Yeah. Um. When did you when you met him? What did uh did you did you train with Trainer Gay? Yeah, I did a little bit, just a little bit of pads and stuff. Uh, but most of the time we were just, uh, like, uh, there to be sparring partners for, uh, Superbond, you know? So we would like maybe do our own pads, kind of me and Pascal, while Piguet held pads for Superbond. And then we'd take a little rest and then we'd go like directly into sparring and drills and stuff like that. And it was, uh, it was really, you know, it was an honor, you know, for me, especially, you know, you know, Pascal's known uh, PK for a long time. I think he was his first coach when he came to Thailand. 
And that's why he contacted him and asked if he had any, like, around 70, 75 kilo fighters that could come and spar. And at first he was just going to send me over, but then, he, you know, his wife was like, nah, you got to go too. So it's, it was cool. We went, like, both of us together just for a seven-day training camp with Superbon. It was a... It was really cool, man. The final... Definitely. The final question I have for you is what was the hardest fight of your career? The hardest fight of my career? Yep. Would have probably just have been the last fight, the one I fought now. To be honest, I don't think I've ever gotten this badly fucked up in a fight before, you know? But... Uh, but it wasn't like hard as in like the weight cut was easy everything around the fight was kind of easy except for you know the fight itself fought this uh, Irish lad really talented but the hardest fight I've had like when it came to weight cut and stuff like that would, would have probably been uh, the fight before that, the last one, like not not this one, but the one before, it's like uh, my mind was playing tricks on me the whole time, like telling me like, what the fuck are you doing? You don't know this guy, why are you fighting him? He's uh, fought in these and these and these like championship. He's got like so many more fights than you and blah, 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 you know, just my mind was like messing me up the whole time, you know, but I think, yeah, like preparation-wise, that was one of the hardest ones, and fight-wise, that was the last one. So, but I don't think it's gonna be the hardest one. You know, I think there's got a lot more harder fights to come. If you don't mind, like giving a shout out, like to my my gym back home. So, uh, there's those of you listening from back home in Iceland. If you guys are looking to train Muay Thai, go to Imperium. Muay Thai and train with Totte and the guys it's like you don't get that kind of Muay Thai experience anywhere else in Iceland to be honest like if you want like an authentic Muay Thai training and experience then you should head on over there and check it out follow Cody on Instagram link in the description and subscribe to anything combat on YouTube bye guys see you guys next time. all right thank you